The following podcast may be unsuitable for children or more sensitive listeners and may contain explicit language. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell the truth. Even when I lie. Happy 2017. You're listening to It's All True. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and in each episode, I chat with a guest and ask them to reveal their own headline for a funny, personal, true story. My guest this episode is Chicago rapper and activist, Rhymefest. I was about 13, 14, and I was just freestyling over the beats, and he kept throwing beats, and I kept freestyling, and then he stopped the radio and said, man, you like some type of festival of rhymes. I spoke to him at the first and hopefully annual Chicago Podcast Festival in November of 2016. It was right after the election of Trump, so of course we talked politics. I'll tell you why I'm happy. I've always felt like a warrior, but I never had anything to fight. Comic books. Luke Cage I love that Super show Man. is like, he's like a realist. I feel like you're a realist. I am. No, he is not a realist. He's not a realist. No. And Rhymefest funny true story. So... Kanye and I. All this coming up, but first, here's my introduction to the wonderful live audience at Chicago's Athenium Theater. I'm Tim Barnes. I host a podcast called It's All True. Round of applause to anyone who's heard the It's All True podcast before. All right? Round of applause for whoever just clapped and was lying. You've never heard It's All True before. (laughs) Wonderful. I appreciate honesty. I'm sure we've all been reading a lot of headlines right now. Uh, Round of applause if you're depressed. Yeah. We're all going through that. We had a historical election. We elected the second person of color into office. That color is orange. But you know what really bothers me about Donald Trump is that he fulfills every negative black stereotype. It's not Barack Obama. It's Donald Trump. He can't read. He has many children, a lot of baby mamas. He has random white people like Jimmy Fallon asking to touch his hair. I mean, all of the clear signs are there. He is living a true ghetto fabulous life. And as a stuck-up black person, I fucking hate it. Are we ready to get the show started? Before we do, there's one thing that I like to do with all of my audiences to get them into the, a group mind, so to speak. I just moved to New York, and you have to save money in New York. So I do this thing where I try to say as many sentences during the day that begin with the phrase, personally, as a black man. Personally, as a black man. No one knows how to interact with it. Throws them off. And you don't have to be black to say it either. It's just sort of a social coupon, if you will. <laughs> As a matter of fact, on a count of three, let's all say it together, okay? Personally, as a black man. One, two, three. Personally, as a black man. Doesn't that feel great? (laughs) You have no idea your whole life you were waiting to say that. And it works. I was in a line today. Somebody asked me a question in like, and so I said, well, personally, as a black man, I'll have a caramel macchiato. (laughs) And it was great. Very speedy service. (laughs) I got it for free. And I was proud of myself because whenever I go to a Starbucks or something, I don't know how all the words work. I usually just go up to the barista and tell them the way I like my women, just hoping that's a drink. And what's great is that's usually a caramel macchiato, so it all works out. 
Che Reimfest Smith was born in Chicago in 1977, the same year as the original Star Wars. An acclaimed rapper in his own right, he became known worldwide as a collaborator with Kanye West, co-writing songs like Jesus Walks. You know what the Midwest is, young and restless, restless, might snatch your necklace and next these... Blue Collar, his debut album, was released in 2006. And since then, he's made a name for himself behind the scenes, co-writing Oscar-award-winning songs and in front of the masses as an activist and budding politician. Our conversation, however, started small. How you doing? Personally, as a black man, <laughs> I'm feeling fine. Do you, you have a piece of gum or mint or something? I just got through smoking a cigar before I came over here. I feel like my grandfather's breath right now. That's a very uh, classy thing, and I feel like you're a magician because you know that I have gum in my pocket. I somehow. do know that you have yeah. gum personally. All we, right. You know, we, we <laughs> each other. And it's five. It's the best gum. Right. Is that your favorite created. gum? It is. What? Even the, the blue? The blue? Well, I don't like the way it was crinkled up in your pocket. Yeah. Like but that's okay. That's fine. That doesn't happen when you it's, buy this gum? No. I just. How does it stay? How do I keep it flat? I don't put yeah. it in my pocket like that. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it in the top pocket like a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't sit it on my ass and then offer it to people. <laughs> All right, well, that's all right. Fine. You did. You had the gum. I, I this was, is, beggars can't be choosers. This is a wonderful roast. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, I've done a couple interviews over the past week, and I each, love your hair. You love? I look because it's it's an afro, but it's different. Well, it's, it's like you put it on like a hat. I do. It's true. I love it. Yeah. I, I like it. It's like a hat fro. Well, I'll tell you honestly, the reason why my hair is the way it is is because growing up. I saw the transition of, like, the old barber, and then it slowly became, like, the younger ones. Yes. And I didn't know what they were talking about. I didn't know what they were talking about. They're talking about all this stuff, and I'm like, what's going on? I like the old one who's just like, you doing good in school? The younger ones didn't ask that. Are you doing good, boy? I'm going to give you a George Jefferson. <laughs> yeah. If you're not. yeah, I've got an old soul. That's <laughs> You got a whole froze. But I've been trying to avoid starting interviews talking about Donald Trump, talking about the election. <laughs> but I, I still feel like I have to. Like, how do you feel about the election right now? Okay. Personally, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm going to tell you guys, I, I'm very excited about it. I'm very happy. And I'll tell you why I'm happy. I've always felt like a warrior, but I never had anything to fight. <laughs> And, and, and now, you know, I've been doing all this work on trying to bring people together. And they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? America's great, you know. And, and, and for the first time, people are concerned with each other. People are asking if each other is okay. People that I haven't heard from from year and years are calling me up. You know, how are you doing? Man, this is what I'm going through. And people are connecting. The, keeping in mind. The majority of the population did not vote for Donald Trump. So the majority of the population is trying to figure out, for the first time in America, how each other is doing. It's not just like a Black Lives Matter or climate change. We're not in our individual silos of our individual issues. We're concerned about America. And for the first time, personally as a black man, (laughs) I feel included 
and that concern and the things that I've been fighting to collaborate with with people all my life, it's 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 happening. And and now we're able to I believe true community are small circles of people who become strong together. And, and first you get your family right. Then you get your community. Then your education. Then your economics. Then your politics. We're all the way back down to the beginning of being family again. So I'm very excited to be alive as an artist. And in this moment in history, what we do will be etched in history. And this is something that the millennials get to really experience fresh because Generation X, we like fucked it all up. You know, we, we were concerned with like getting money and like, like starting our Ciroc business, you know? And, 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 and now this is the business of passion about people and humanity. And, and sometimes you need a nudge to get there. And this was the nudge that we needed. All right, so when are you running for president? <laughs> Never worry, fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> what of all your titles, activist, uh, music? Producer, I don't like the title activist. You don't, you don't like the title? No, activist. I don't like activist. Okay. I'm not an yeah. activist. I, people throw that out because it's like just active. it's the sexy term right now, yeah. you know. But like, I don't believe that activist gives people agency over their own lives it's like i'm fighting for you get behind me to fight for you like that's not who i am i am a brother i'm a community member i live in the community and and i can't activate unless we're doing it together right so for me i'm more of like a a raptivist humanitarian (laughs) you know and and uh there are certain things that I believe that the definition that we look at as activists are not solution-based. It's anger-based. It's protest-based. And I don't believe that you can antagonize racism away. And I don't believe that you can destroy a system without having an answer for what kind of system you want to live in. I'm more of a builder than I am a breaker. Not that we don't need breakers. We need breakers. But I'm just not of the Bill Ayers type. I'm, I'm more of the um, Mandela type. Yeah, I heard a mmm in the audience. Mm, what do you mean by Mandela? Violent Mandela or President Mandela? <laughs> <laughs> Both. This song here that we're doing next is a song that was necessary especially for hip-hop but i couldn't do the song without the help of my good friend citizen cope and next to him my family member mark ronson all i want to say is that there's a war going on outside no one is safe from you can run but you can't hide Straight out of high school, I didn't know what to do. Wanted to get away, go see the world and do something new. Wanted to go to school, but no money was nothing new. I got approached in the mall by the army recruit. Told me if you want to go to school, we got money too. Sign up at 18, you'll be out when you're 22. I joined the army airborne, got my uniform with the boot camp. Got some discipline, I rock is where they shipping them. A lot of people in your family are named after revolutionaries. You're named after revolutionary Che. What are some of the other names in your family? Uh, Malcolm, Asada, you know, things that aren't as good as Che. <laughs> I've heard you talk about this before. Like you believe- I mean, Malcolm was good, you know, yeah, but yeah. Che killed people. <laughs> but you believe in the power of names, right? I do. Names are very... Listen, 
what you call someone is what they grow into. So, for instance, my son is named Solomon. As Solomon was growing up, people would see him and say, oh, the wise king, the wise. And he was like, I thought I'd be a rapper, but I guess I'll be a wise king. You know, (laughs) and so, you you know, uh, actually, my son is a football player. I don't know how that goes with Solomon, but we'll figure it out. I believe that people grow into the name. My grandfather named me. He came home from Vietnam, and he was upset with the way he was treated uh, as an American and as a black person and with his service that he gave for the country. And, his mili- and he was upset with some of the things he'd seen, injustices that he saw in Vietnam. And he came home and named all of the children and grandchildren after revolutionary figures. As I grew up, he wouldn't tell me who Che was or what Che meant. Uh, But people would say, the revolutionary, the revolutionary. And somehow, even in my music, I grew into that name. I I, I believe in the power. If you call yourself little (laughs) (laughs) fuckboy, you will grow into little (laughs) fuckboy. You know, I've been thinking about Soldier Boy. <laughs> then you will be a little Soldier Boy. Wind him up and yeah. watch him go. I'm not. I, I really like. I'm. I'm 27, right? I don't really listen to new music. I really like. I can see. You can. You can tell. Like I, like, I listen yeah. to Duke I like Ellington. It. I like, I, yeah. You listen. It's the normal people we have to be afraid of. <laughs> so when I first heard Soldier Boy, I didn't. I thought it was like a like a like a racial slur, like something a. Confederate soldier would call Black Cadet, you know? <laughs> hey, little soldier, soldier boy. boy. <laughs> you name yourself that. Like, Toby, okay. Kunta. <laughs> but when you came up with, with Rhyme Fest, what is, what is the power of that name? I wish I wouldn't have taken that name at 12 or 13 because I realized that 21 at Che was better, but I was stuck with it, right? Yeah. Like, I was rhyming with one of my homeboys one time. We were like, I was about 13, 14, and I was just freestyling over the beats, and he kept throwing beats, and I kept freestyling, and then he stopped the the radio and said, man, you like some type of festival of rhymes. You're like some type of rhyme fest, and I felt like a superhero, and somebody, I was like, yes, I am this rhyme fest you speak of. Ever since then, I've been rhyme fest. There's a similar story for how NSYNC got their names. So I don't know how. <laughs> you're like some type of NSYNC. <laughs> you know, I am Justin yeah. Timberlake. When I was preparing for this and I was doing all my research about you, the first thing I that, can tell you've been the first thing that came up. to mind was was superheroes, just naturally, like you, and more specifically, Luke Cage. Have you watched the Luke I Cage show? I have watched on Luke Cage. And you just put a black superhero on me, and you're like, I know you want to be a black strong man. Like, <laughs> no, how do you know it. I don't want to be Captain America? No, I think that, that was it because Luke Cage I love in that superhero. show is like, he's like a realist. I feel like you're a realist. I am, No, he is not a realist. He's not a realist. No. Uh, what? Because somebody called, <laughs> if, if you watch Luke Cage on Netflix, he yeah. hates to be called nigger. I don't mind. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, somebody came behind him and they were robbing him and they were like, What are you doing here, nigga? And he was like, Give me your money, nigga. Do you know the history of that name. He's like, like, Do yeah. you see the building we're standing in front of is Christmas Attic's library and you call me? You see a nigga standing in front of you? Across the street from a building named after one of our greatest heroes? Yeah, a dead one. You even know who Christmas Addicts was. 
Come on, that's not for I'm like, what, nigga? What you want from me? All right, so regardless, like, regardless of I'm not Luke Cage. Regardless of race, regardless of gender, what superhero? You brought race into this. I, I know, I understand that. So I'm saying and now let's ignore. Telling... Let's ignore what I just brought in. All right, let's fine. clear the table. This is Barack Obama. Fine, nigga. Fine. Post-racial America. Okay. What superhero? No, are somebody you? said something really interesting. They said this is post-truth America. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> post-truth is when anything is a fact. Yeah, yeah. Anything is, anything can be twisted to be made into a reality, and, and you can, we find ourselves debating with non-facts. And, and in that, we become liars <laughs> because we're giving it, we're giving it cr- credence, you know, uh, Post-truth America is an America where we can do and be and say anything we want. Fuck it. The weather isn't changing. What do you mean? Like, it's like, you know, post-truth America is where it's like, grab them by the pussy. I didn't say that. Like, yeah, it's strange. (laughs) I I didn't do it. I just said I did it. Yeah, personally, as a black man growing up, you know, I honestly believed in the Illuminati. I thought everything was rigged. Post-truth America, I could be like, you know, I could do a Rachel Dolezal, right? I could be like, personally, as a white woman. (laughs) In each episode of It's All True, I ask my guests to reveal a headline for a funny, personal, true story. My guest this week is Rhymefest. Here's his headline. You're like, let's get into the story. Stop talking shit. All right. Uh, the, the, the headline would be Dumbass Genius. I love this headline a lot. Is this yeah. a New Yorker? <laughs> this, this would, this, this would uh, be Al Jazeera. Because <laughs> it's no longer in existence. Who, who is the d- dumbass genius in this story? It's one of two people. Okay. Myself or Kanye. <laughs> All right, I'm. I'm. Uh, You're all Afro. You're yeah, listening. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a scoop here. Oh, yes. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. So, Kanye and I, when we used to talk, <laughs> were, were always having these debates where he would say, I'm a genius. Like, just walk around, motherfucker. I'm a genius. Me, you know, I'm a creative genius, and there's no other way to word it. And, like, I'm like, well, you you know, I was, you know, trying hard not to be the yes man and shit. I'm like, you're not really a genius. You may be brilliant, but it's a difference between genius and brilliance. What's the fucking difference? I have, look at the wall of Grammys I have. I got more awards than Michael Jackson. I, 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 I'm a genius because I say I am, and facts are what I say they are because I said it. So I'm did a he genius. actually have all those Grammys at this point? Or was oh, yeah, okay. yeah. No, he yeah. definitely has things. I said, well, you know, well, history has to say what, what genius is. You can't say. History has to tell that story. And he says, I have evidence in my life, things that have been accomplished that only geniuses have accomplished, you know? And so we go back and forth on, on whether he's a genius. Then his, his email dings on his laptop. He looks at me with this smug look, and it was Drake. And he turned it around, and Drake said, man, I heard that new song. You're a fucking genius. (laughs) 
So he literally has genius and then he looks, Yeah, and then he looks at me and he says, I'm a genius because I'm in tune. You know? And, and it really made me think, what is genius? And years later, I figured out what genius was. Genius is not what, just what history says. Genius is not a person. Quincy Jones stuck around for decades in music because he knew who his drummer was, who his writer was, who his trumpet player was. And he said, all we got to do is add Michael Jackson here. Genius is a spirit that brings things together, that, that pushes, pushes up something. And the problem I think that geniuses have is when they believe that it was them and not the collaboration, not the spirit. And once you take credit, once you take credit for the spirit that collaborates genius, the spirit of genius leaves and goes and visits Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be careful when we take credit for the spirit of collaboration that is the genius of even the show that you're doing, that we do together. Wow, that was the greatest improv class I've ever done. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you I for having me. True Love. pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thank Give it up for Ryan Fest. Follow me on Twitter. Figure it out. I believe in you. I'm going to get out of here. That's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. A special thanks once again to the Chicago Podcast Festival for inviting me to be a part of their first event. It was a major success, and I hope it happens again. Rhymefest is the co-founder of an organization called Donda's House. Donda's House, Inc. was designed to provide access to premium arts instruction to youth. For more information, visit dondashouseinc.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and tell a friend about it. My Twitter handle is timbarnes451, and you can follow the show at All True Podcast. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you.